Y'all, today's guest, I'm super excited to have. I met her in a really unique way, which I'll share with you in the episode. And she's actually a celebrity fashion designer, but I brought her on the show because she helps people to recognize, acknowledge, and breathe life into the dreams that God has put inside of their hearts. Many times we ignore our dreams or we grow numb to our dreams or we allow the people around us to discourage our dreams. And she, it is her passion to help people awaken in those places again. So for a little background about her, she's a celebrity fashion stylist and designer, speaker, author, and entrepreneur. Some of her clients have been O, the Oprah Magazine, People Style Watch, the Academy Awards, Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, the Nelson Mandela Foundation, the Mall at Short Hills, which is in New York City, and more. She's a founder of Boho Magazine, which is sold in 37 countries. And also trade by Gina Lamort, which is her fashion brand that supports victims of human trafficking. She's written a few books, including Designing Your Dream, Fashioned, and Unbecoming You. And she will talk about some of these in the episode today. Some of the awards she's received is the Avita Award for Sustainable Style in her magazine. She was chosen as a fashion brand for the United Nations Conscious Fashion Initiative, and she's was voted a woman of impact for the UN. She's been featured in Harper's Bazaar magazine, New York Fashion Week, and the New York Mag The Cut. She's a host also of a podcast called Dreaming with Gina. So if you want more of her goodness, you can check out her podcast. And she's a mentor in her school called the Dream Academy. So with all of that, as you can tell, she's got a lot to bring to the table. So let's tune in for Miss Gina Lamort. Hi, and you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. Willing to take the time to record this episode with me. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Oh, absolutely. And so as I was reading through your bio, I was like, wow, I didn't even know half the stuff that you had going. And I was like, how does this woman do it all? Because aren't you like, aren't you COVID homeschooling right now? Well, yeah, I mean, that's only been since March. But prior to that, you know, obviously I've been in the fashion industry since it's been a long time. Right. <laughs> um, I yeah, like a, over a decade. So, um, but yes, I've been homeschooling. I actually homeschooled my youngest daughter before COVID. So I was kind of in that routine, just being like having my own business and homeschooling, but COVID really took everything to the next level. (laughs) Oh yeah, of course. For everybody. uh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I am, um, you know, my business is in New York city and in New Jersey. And so, um, everything shut down. So that changed a lot, but yeah. So no kidding. Okay. So I actually was going to ask about all that in a second, but first I wanted to tell my listeners, um, they heard a little bit about like your, your professional, um, you know, bio and stuff, but I wanted to tell them how I met you, which do you remember even how I met you? I don't, I feel terrible <laughs> saying that. <laughs> That's okay. It was all digital. So that kind of, that kind of way of meeting people blurs after a while, but um, so I had seen a word that you put on Elijah list that was published oh, on there. Okay. And then, yeah. So Elijah list for people who don't know, Elijah list is a website where a lot of prophetic voices of today will, um, will kind of, they all kind of come together and they'll publish different prophetic words that have been released and stuff. And so when your word, you had a word, it was about the, about the elderly, like the 60 and up. <gasps> Welcome to the sixties. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, oh, so it was so, a few okay. years ago. Okay. Do you remember that? Obviously. I do, only because like very recently, the Lord brought that back to me, like literally in the oh. past two weeks. So it's crazy really? that you're saying it again. Yes. No kidding. That is mm-hmm. crazy. Um, wow. Okay. okay. So when I read your word, I was like, oh, who is this? I haven't seen her before. Because oh. I always go and see who's the who's the prophet, you know, who's releasing sure. the word. And, um, and I saw at that time I had actually been praying. I was like, Lord, I'm a pastor and I'm in fashion. And I had been looking and looking and looking for anyone who was a leader in the Christian community in some way, who was also in fashion. And I couldn't find mm-hmm. anybody like couldn't find anyone. Yeah. So then I see you. And then your bio was like celebrity stylist and fashion designer. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I was like, I have to email her. I normally never do that. I never oh. do that kind of thing. 
So I emailed you and I never heard back, but you ended up finding me on Instagram. And so you started following me on Instagram. Awesome. And so at some point I messaged you, I don't know how the conversation started, but at some point I messaged you and we started talking along the way. So yeah. That's so amazing. I love how technology brings people together. It's so true. It's so neat. Okay. So speaking of technology, that's probably been such a huge part of your life now that everything has shut down and New York City has, okay, A, it's like one of the fashion capitals of the world, but it's also been hit the hardest. One of the cities hit the hardest for the most, at least had the most strict response, I think, um, Mm -hmm. since COVID. So what has that been like as far as this impact on you and fashion and stuff? Well, you know, because um, it was such an in-person type of business for so long, I mean, my career is primarily as a celebrity stylist. And what that really is, is like, I'm speaking on fashion trends, I'm reporting on, you know, what's current, what's ahead um, for like more corporate clients, like major brands and stuff like that, or like um, magazines or whatever, television. So a lot of that was done in person. So, um, and then I also, as you know, like I have my own collection and yeah, everything, because everything closed, I mean, literally the industry just like went to a screeching halt. I had a couple of fashion shows, um, that were supposed to be scheduled literally like a week later. And I had other projects in the spring. And it's funny because this was the busiest year planned out for me, like ever (laughs) in terms of like events and shows and live stuff and all of it just got canceled. So, um, It was definitely for the industry as a whole. I mean, obviously this didn't happen to me. It happened to the world, you know, and also working with countries like Italy, Italy was shut down. Um, So that was just huge. I mean, it just really changed the whole business for everybody. And sadly, you know, so many people just, just closed and like lost their businesses. And I find that to be the most frustrating thing for so many companies who have been, you know, wanting to keep production in New York. And, um, it it was just really, it just really hit everyone very hard. I mean, some people just never opened again, you know, and stuff is still shut down in terms of production. So it's, um, it's been a, it's been a changing world, but thank God for us. And for me, um, everything actually started coming back in September. So, my schedule kind of like went on like a light switch again, which September is fashion season while it looks much different and it was a digital fashion week and, you know, everything was changed. Um, a lot of my jobs came back and I have a new project that's pretty huge happening. So like, thank God, you know, stuff starts picking up, but in all honesty, I mean, I've known people forever and everybody's just like in a different world now. That's so crazy. So did you just kind of, I know the word that was so like, kind of this is maybe the like the word of 2020 is pivot <laughs> really you pivot like everyone's like you gotta pivot you gotta figure out how your business no, I haven't heard pivot. that how are we gonna oh really oh my god no it, okay. I heard it so much everywhere I was like I'm okay so hearing this word because I know I was like I don't know how to pivot this is whole new <laughs> and so how did you how did you pivot that change did you just lean more into your magazine and into stuff that you could do closer to home or what, how did you navigate that? Well, I think for me, it was actually like a time of just shutting down, um, that I welcomed. I mean, at first, obviously, like, I don't want to talk a lot about this, but I think that everybody went through it at first. It was like a depressing moment because, and it was an, a moment of an unknown. I mean, we couldn't even like go outside at some point. Like it was like, it was just like a little dramatic where we were living, but, um, I think that for me personally, I just like shut down. I took a social media fast. I took an electronics fast. I literally was just like, yeah, I was just like, you know what? I just want to break. And um, me and my family, you know, we've always been very outdoorsy, just really like we're just always outside, whether it's like surfing or hiking or whatever. We're just outside. Mm -hmm. And um, we just really utilized the time to just be outdoors once they said, you know, we were allowed to be wherever. And um, we made the most of it. And I just frankly enjoyed my life. Like (laughs) I had such a great few months of just like time with my family and my boyfriend and like my life. And I don't know, it was awesome. And it was really inward too, in terms of 
um, spiritual, you know, just really just no distractions. And I feel like I always talk to people about that, especially when it comes to your dreams that, you know, God will really ask you to remove distractions because everything is always going to be in your face, demanding your attention, but it's really up to you to decide of what is a priority and what matters most. And my family always mattered most to me that always came first. Um, but it was just like really nice to just have that break, you know, just like being like, okay, um, we're just going to enjoy life. And so that's what we did. And I actually was a little sad when everything started coming back because I was like, <laughs> oh, I the love this. over. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm loving this, like off the grid living, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was just really, it was good and bad, but you know, I just want to comment on the, the pivot word that you mentioned, just because I feel like for people, um, it, it has been such a hard time for so many people to understand, well, now what do I do? Right? Like this went away. And I think that it kind of put people in a frozen position of like, you know, and also unknown, even, even everyone who's, you know, as close to God as they think they are, are still questioning well, what happened or what's yeah. happening, right? I mean, don't you think right. that's like very real? Yeah. Um, and obviously it depends on which state and which country you're in. But I know in the Northeast and in California where, you know, a majority of my friends are as well, it's just been um, a crazy world. And so I think that when God gives you this opportunity to change that, as, as hard as it might seem that you don't want to, you should welcome that because there's something in it for you. Yeah. It's yeah. There really is something in it for you. And if you can embrace like the roller coaster that I call it, I mean, for me, I feel like with my whole entire career and like my life, I feel like if every time I was hoping for a safe, um, uneventful journey, <laughs> the Lord would take me on this like roller coaster ride. And he really yeah. taught me that like my hands needed to be in the air yeah. and I needed to be enjoying it. <laughs> right. Oh, um, instead of holding on to that, you know, bar in fear and mm -hmm. yeah, fear can feel so real and stuff like that. But at the same time, like he was just showing me, you know, over many years of living out dreams that, you know, the only way to, to enjoy it is to embrace this, this chaos that happens. And so I'm super grateful that when the COVID did hit, that it wasn't like the most shocking thing that ever happened to me. And I felt like I was prepared in some ways to understand what adversity is like and to make the most of something that's really imperfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. And I feel like I feel like a scripture that kept coming in my heart throughout that whole COVID time, because, you know, everybody had different experiences really yes. whether, based on how it impacted their jobs or their business or their family or health or whatever. And I felt like the thing that kept coming up in my heart was that passage that says that the things that can be shaken will be shaken. So we can mm. partake in an unshakable kingdom. And That's that good. was just, that was just the word that kept resonating in my heart because it felt like no matter where we were in our journey with the Lord, mature or young believer, unbeliever, like different religion, didn't matter. Like wherever it, it just kind of brought to the surface where we put our confidence because it was like, yes. it wasn't just one aspect of our lives that was shaken. It was people's yes. livelihoods. It was people's yes. giftings. It was their income. It was their health. It was their yep. family time. It was their their living condition, like their home, even yes. some people, you know, lost their homes. And, you know, so I feel like literally yes. everything was shaken all at the same time. And so it, it's been crazy. Yeah, you're so right. And that's where like, you know, I think my heart was really hurting um, for people around me and for, you know, and um, we went through some transitions, like, yeah, like it just was different for everybody and everything. And so um, it is about is your foundation in the Lord, you know, because, um, even as much as you trust him and know when, when stuff starts shaking around you, it still feels like, God, where are you? You know, um, where are you in this? And I think that what we really have to see is that, um, it's always for our good, like bad things are going to happen. This is not going to be perfect. But we have to stay close to him and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and tune into that frequency like 
as much as we can, because we can't survive without it. You know, we yeah. can't, and Jesus left us the Holy spirit and we have to re remember that. And we have to be focused on that so that we do know, okay, everything is shaking around us, but we are still like standing in Christ and we're still firm and we're still safe. And also there's a purpose, you know, just because, um, stuff shakes doesn't mean that, that it's all bad. I mean, it's, it's almost like sifting to me and, you know, the gold stays on the top of that, um, sifter, you know, when, when you do that at the, when people look for gold, that's how I see it visually. Like I'm a seer. So I always see pictures, but like when you're yeah. shaking, you know, you're looking for gold and all that stuff is being sifted and it's falling through and, but the gold is left there. And I feel like that's really what's happening just in the world. And, you know, it's okay. I mean, I do want to give people a voice of hope, especially like talking to you. I mean, yeah, this has been horrible. And trust me, I have mourned like with, with people who are mourning. I mean, that is like one of the things that I do, um, you know, with friends and family and whatever, like, but at the same time, I do want people to have hope because, um, it's going to get darker, but yet we will shine brighter. And that's the promise of God. And that's also the purpose for us. And because people's purposes may have changed, doesn't mean their purpose isn't there anymore. It's just looking different. Well, and that I feel like has been one of the refreshing sides of this whole process. I feel like so many people that I know really like probably everybody in some way or, or form or fashion has had to stop and evaluate life. They've gotten more time with family. They've gotten yes. more time to, to disconnect from demands and tune in to what's inside of them. And because of that, the Lord is awakening old giftings and awakening old dreams, which is right up your alley and, and is starting. In fact, even when I was in California, I had a prophetic word for this guy who was sitting at the pool near me. And it was just about him. The Lord wanted to reawaken the songwriting inside of him. Mm. And, um, and so I was like, you know, I just went over and gave him this. I was like, Hey, are you a musician? And he looked at me all buggy. Like, how did you know that? You know? <laughs> and so best. I proceeded yeah, it was pretty fun, but I, I proceeded to share this word with him. And he was like, yeah, like I've actually been wanting to do that. And I was like, listen, you have time right now, do it. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And that's what I was hearing from so many people is they had the ability to reconnect with those more pure um, places, those simple places mm -hmm. of calling and destiny inside of them that mm -hmm. had been drowned out by life's busyness. And so Absolutely. And I think busyness um, is never fruitful. It really isn't. And so if that's the way they, God gets your attention, you know, and back onto the things that um, he's been speaking to you about and back into his heart again, like you said, and, and family, you know, for me, it's like, that was the greatest thing that I saw happen was that everyone was stuck home with their family. And to me, I thought that was a gift for yeah. people because so many people were just like you said, they're just running. They're just busy, you know, they fill their lives with stuff that really is kind of empty. And, um, when you got back to basics, you know, what, what matters the most, it's your family, whether that's family that, you know, you were born with or family that you've made through friendships and, you know, relationships. Um, cause I know for, for me in New York, you know, there, there's a lot of people without family, you become family with people that, you know, you meet when you move there. And so, um, it, yeah, it was back to basics. And, you know, I think the reason why people need to understand why dreams are so important is because at the end of our lives, I mean, this sounds really heavy, but we're actually judged like the, the second judgment is for what did you do with what I gave you? Like God asks you, what did you do with what I gave you? And so when you read about it, in the Bible, you're like, wow. So the, you know, the reason why destiny and dreams is everything is because that's our responsibility. What did we do with the gift he gave us? And why, you know, um, that story about the, the person who hid their talent was called evil because they didn't value what God gave them. And so I really feel like, especially like you said, with the prophetic word, with the guy at the pool, it's like, God is constantly wanting us to encourage the gift and the calling 
that's inside of people because it's so easy to lose it in a distracted world, right? I mean, how it's so easy to dismiss it through insecurity, through fear. I call them dream thieves, but it's, it's true. It's like, it's the thief that tries to steal what God puts you here on earth for. And it's the most valuable thing that you have. It's purpose. It's what you were designed for. And it's why God made you. And I feel like if people can get back in touch, like you said, during this time where they have a break and, um, you know, maybe they're off of work and they don't have as much responsibility, just tune in to the blueprint that God's trying to give you for what you're called to do, because there is something and it's really important. It's important to the world around you. You know, it's fulfilling for you, but it's also so meaningful because somebody else needs you. People don't realize that sometimes, you know? So true. Okay. So actually this leads me into two great questions, which we'll hit this first one. Um, you talk about dreams a lot and I love it. it. I feel like if I was to say anything is that's like your life message is dreams and, um, or dreaming or, you know, growing into sure. those dreams that are inside of you. Um, so with, with fashion, for example, with your dream of fashion, um, how did you go from that was a dream in your heart to, Hey, it's becoming a reality. And I know that's a big question because it was such a long journey, I'm sure. But, um, so how did you go from recognizing, Hey, this isn't just a girly daydream as a child, but this is actually something I need to take seriously. And, and how can people also develop that discernment? What is just a flippant daydream? And what is a dream that is actually a clue to their purpose through being on the earth? Absolutely. It's a great question. So for me, I feel like, um, you know, I knew since I was 12 that fashion was my calling. Did I have understanding of that full picture? Absolutely not. But the first thing that showed me was the passion that I had for it. And so um, God really led me to follow this road of only applying to one college in New York city and then getting into that college. And, um, you know, from there, I mean, literally at 17, I moved to New York city and, um, and then I had studied in Europe. So it was like stepping stones. So I went to FIT and I thought, Oh my God, that's my biggest dream. Right? Like that was, (laughs) that was the biggest dream I ever had. And I, and so it happened. And then from there, I, I, studied in Europe and that was another dream. And then, um, from there, I just wanted to work in fashion in New York city and started at the time, um, at the gap on 34th and Broadway, which at the time the gap was like, you know, mega was the brand, Uh you know, (laughs) tells you how old I am, but it was, it was a mega brand. And, um, and so I worked on the visual team there because at that time styling didn't exist. Right it was, it just didn't exist. And so I followed these stepping stones until I got to a place where I became a stylist for Nordstrom. I don't, I'm sure you know Nordstrom, but, um, I ended up becoming a fashion director for Nordstrom in the Northeast. And so I had like eight stores that I was in charge of, and I produced all the fashion shows, all of the, um, yeah. I mean, I produced, I, I opened the Nordstrom store in Atlanta, in Colorado, in Long Island and Connecticut. Um, I just, New York, like I just did a lot of openings and I was in charge of the fashion and I was the stylist. So that really solidified for me that, okay, this is what I'm called to do. Like it just, I can't explain it. And then something happened for me at that time. I was like thrown on television at five in the morning when my <laughs> boss called out of work, like literally, oh, I'll gosh. never forget it. She, it was new year's Eve. My boss couldn't come in and they were like a film crew is going to be here at 5. AM to do a live television segment on what's hot for new year's Eve. And I was like, what? Because at the time I was so shy. I had never been on camera in my life. Wow. And they were putting me on live television in front of millions of people. And I was like freaking out. 
<laughs> freaking out that I couldn't do it. There's no way. Well, it turns out that I did that one segment and it was just like, I can't, I don't know. Just the Lord just like opened doors after that moment of me to just start doing morning shows and start doing these things that I didn't look for. I wasn't even interested in them. In fact, I, like I said, I hated cameras. I I couldn't do stuff like that, but there was like a grace put on me to flow in that and to flow in styling and to start working for corporate clients. So from there I started working for like Vogue and Harper's Bazaar and like people magazine. And then people magazine is what really changed my career. I started my own company. I left Nordstrom and then um, People Magazine named me their celebrity fashion stylist. And that's how I guess my career kind of took off. And like I started styling for Oprah Magazine and People and and W and just a ton of clients and Katy Perry styled like just a whole bunch of stuff. And I was just like, wow, okay, this is this is my calling. And so I always felt like I was passionate about people finding their callings, but I didn't understand why. And it wasn't until later when I realized that God had shown me how to walk through these doors to follow a dream that he then put on my heart, how to help other people walk through their dreams because I was constantly passionate about purpose I was always like what are you doing why are you here and how can I help you get there it was just in me um Mm -hmm. so that was really my journey and there were times you know I obviously I think ministry people are probably listening to this podcast but let me tell you there were many times during that long road that I would cry to to the Lord and be like why can't I be in ministry you know, cause I had friends going to Africa or being missionaries and he would say to me, you are in ministry. Fashion is your ministry. And I just didn't understand it when I was going through a lot of it, like in the beginning, because I just worked like the best that I could, you know, I did everything like to the best of my ability and just listened to God, whatever door he opened. But I didn't fully understand that the impact of people is what mattered to him and that it just came through fashion. And once I started realizing that, I think, you know, that opened up more things. If you know what, if, does that make sense? Like, yeah, it does. Now I would love to ask, cause I know, and you're right. I think ministry people, like I've, I've kind of felt like you in that, you know, there was times that I mean, I, as a kid, I always knew I wanted to get into ministry and I've been in pastoring since we got married and we've had a school of supernatural ministry where we train people in the prophetic. I'm in the middle of teaching in the prophetic at church right now and, you know, all this stuff, but then the Lord threw me into fashion, um, a few years ago, like maybe six or seven years ago now. And it was not something I was looking for, not something I I couldn't, I wasn't even allowed to look at fashion magazines growing up. So it was like not on my radar, you know, Okay. Um, haven't gone to fashion school, nothing. And so, but I just, I started to develop an ability for styling, mostly just to compensate for my own shortcomings. Okay. Having babies back to back. Anyway, like, what am I going to wear to make this part of me look good? Exactly. Exactly. And so I think that the Lord kind of breathed on that, created a gifting, and then created opportunities and created a job at Stitch Fix. And they, mm. I was one of the only two people they hired in our area, and then they closed it down as soon as they hired me. There was like one girl I got hired on, and otherwise they wouldn't hire in our area again. And so wow. I stayed there, kind of grandfathered in for like three years. And so wow. it was enough to get tons of experience, meet a lot of people, um, but even still like my heart would pull me towards ministry. And even then there was certain ministerial voices who, um, whose voices really mattered in my life that spoke really critically to me. You look narcissistic, putting so much stuff on Instagram and why are you all about fashion and, you know, like Mm. really critical, but Mm. I was like, but I didn't ask for these doors. I didn't, I couldn't have opened them. So I felt that struggle that you described of which Mm. way do I go? And the Lord told me the same thing. He was like, Jen, there are people in the fashion industry. And that's why you're here to reach those people. And I'm like, Oh, duh. So, but for the people that have the dream that they're like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why God Mm. put me here. 
um, I think some of the practical wrestling for me came in, how much do I do literally to be faithful to steward this gift, you know, and to Mm -hmm. create a business, do marketing, do this kind of stuff. And then how much do I keep my hands off and just let the Lord open those doors? Because most doors I've had have opened for me. I couldn't have opened them, you know? Yes, absolutely. But I also developed the skills I have being faithful to learn and, you know, explore options, you know? Mm. So where, how do you find that, that balance between being a good steward and doing your part versus just trusting the Lord and hands off? (laughs) It's a hard balance. You're right. And it's a solid question. And I think now more than ever with social media, um, it's a great question to ask because I feel like, you know, obviously the culture um, requires you to be, I guess, narcissistic. I hate that word and I'm not, not that at all, but, but I think that um, there's a, there's a, an underlying requirement that if you're not showing what you're doing, that you're not doing it. And that's such a lie, you know, it's just an absolute lie. More, the more actually the most of what I do has never even been shown online. So Mm. it's just not realistic, you know? Um, But for me, I would say that, you know, my life, and and I'm not saying that you have to be like this. I'm just trying to give an example of of what my experience is and, and hopefully that this will help someone, but my life has been yielded to Jesus like a hundred percent all the time. And when he asked me to give him my dreams, like I was in Madison square garden at, at a church, um, that was in Madison square garden at the time. And the Lord was like, give me all of your dreams. And I was like, what, you know, cause he gave them to me. I thought it was confusing. And I was like, what do you mean? And I had to give them up like an Isaac. And when I offered them to the Lord and I surrendered, um, what I thought he gave me, it was at that point that doors opened that I could never open, like you said. And a grace was on my life that I couldn't explain that had nothing to do with me. And I never, ever, ever once after that um, looked for anything, like not once. I just didn't. I just wasn't, I didn't believe in hustle. And again, you know, I'll talk about hustle on another side of it, but like, I just wasn't in the belief system that I should be um, pushing myself in people's faces. I was never comfortable with that. And I just felt like God would open the doors that he wants me to walk through and he will shut those doors that he does not want me to walk through. And I lived my whole career like that. And if you look at my resume, like, you know, it's, the biggest names in the world. And that has nothing to do with me. That literally just had to do with my obedience of like, okay, God, what do you want me to do now? And then literally like being contacted by someone who saw me somewhere and was like, we want you for this. Um, so I live in like a massively surrendered mode. Um, mm-hmm. like, you know, and some people may think it's crazy, but I, that's how I live. And that's how I feel like God is in charge of my life. And I do not want to be anywhere unless he wants me there. And I've learned that lesson. I just don't. Um, so, you know, on that side of the balance, um, I'm fully surrendered and I trust him to open the doors. On the other side of it, I have worked so hard <laughs> and sacrificed so much. And there is such a high cost to, um, to the benefits of living out the dreams, there's such a high cost. And so I was willing to pay that price, um, in so many ways, you know, whether it's sacrificing, um, relationships or money or time or friendships, and I'm not talking about family. Okay. I'm never sacrificing my family. My family is always first, (laughs) always first, like always, always, it goes unsaid for me. I'm talking about, you know, where people would say, oh, I want to go to this party. I want to go to this. I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to be social. I want to do this. Um, I want to spend all my money on this. I want to, you know, I want to do that and compromise. There's like, I just, 
I couldn't do any of that. And so it was painful at times thinking I can't do that kind of stuff if I want to be, you know, a laid down lover of Jesus and, and walk in what he wants me to walk in. There just wasn't an option. It was black and white. And so, um, you know, so, and that's because, yeah, so I don't know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You no, I was talk. just saying, it was just like a, a trust walk, but, um, yeah. but the working hard, you know, when I had, um, Boho magazine, which is like a magazine that God gave me in 2008, um, I was working, I had a new baby. Like I was working, I would wake up at 6am. I would work all day and work till like two in the morning. And I would just take breaks with my baby, like feeding my baby, putting my baby on my lap, like, take, like putting my baby for naps. Like I literally, that was my firstborn. And, you know, I was up, I think I slept like four nights. I'm excuse me, like four hours for like a year. Like it just, you know, it wasn't easy, but I did it. You know, we became, uh, we were in 37 different countries, sold all around the world. And I was just like some girl from New Jersey. Like I wasn't a trust fund baby. I wasn't, you know, but God asked me to do that. He asked me to do that assignment. And I said, yes. So, so I love, cause I'm sitting here thinking, trying to think through the questions my listeners would have and would ask. Sure. And I feel like when it comes to following the Lord's instruction, it's like, what do you do in, and this is a, a little bit of a rhetorical question, but okay. feel free to answer it as well. But like in the waiting, like when you're waiting for instruction, because I think a lot of time we can get hung up on what's next, what's next, what's next. Yes. And something my husband frequently tells people when they're like, how do I learn to hear God's voice? He's like, just obey the last instruction you heard him say. Yes. And that's what you need to do. And I think it's the same thing with pursuing our dreams. And often the Lord will say that to me, I'll get so caught up in all these plans to where I'll get almost paralyzed because I get overwhelmed, you know, yeah. and the Lord's like, you know what, just keep it simple. Just do this last instruction. You heard me say, let's just mm. get that done. And then he'll bring <laughs> another instruction. Right. And so yes. did you find a lot of waiting or did you find that it was like that? He'd just give you a step at a time. And when you fulfill that step, he'd create another opportunity or how did it play out for you? Was there a lot of waiting? I think there was both. Um, I think that, you know, I mean, I've had probably four big dreams, um, like happen and be realized in fashion. So in all of those times, yeah, there was, there was waiting, but there was also step-by-step. Step. And so you have to learn both. Like your husband is hundred percent right. And you're hundred percent right. You really have to be so tuned in. And I always say it's the frequency of the Holy spirit, because it's like a station, you know, if you're not really focused and like listening, if you, if you don't practice listening, um, you can't hear his voice. And so you want to hear his voice. And then you don't want to get frustrated when you don't hear his voice and you are waiting and you're like, what am I doing? You know, cause I feel like when you wait, sometimes like waiting causes like hope deferred. Um, and that can be discouraging. And I think that we all kind of have to face that giant. I definitely did. And I think once you learn to face it and realize that it really has no power over you, but that you really have to, um, do like you said the last thing that God said but also learn to like be surrendered that well it's God's time like I did everything I can that's yeah. what I that's what I always say I'm like Lord you told me to do this I did it there's nothing else I can do you know there's nothing else like I can't make it happen I can't do anything else I don't understand why it's taking so long I don't understand where you are in this but <laughs> You know, right? I mean, that's very real. Yeah. I know people yeah. feel like that. They're like, what's going on? Like, I thought yeah. this was supposed to happen. You gave me this dream and this idea. And like, it's been a couple of years. Um, yeah. We have to, I hate this expression about like, enjoy the journey. <laughs> and enjoy like, <laughs> I hate that. You know, I don't like when people are like, enjoy the journey. And it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. What I realize is it really is about the journey because you meet people, you're living life. That's what you're doing when you're waiting. You're living life and you could either live it 
sad, depressed, and frustrated, or you can live it trusting him that he knows the best timing and he knows why you're waiting. And you might have to have some character, um, you know, refining, you know, none of us want to think like we have to be fixed, but um, (laughs) it's true. I mean, I even think it's true, like for singles that, you know, a lot of people are like waiting for the guy and it's like, or the girl, even I hear that a lot lately, but it's like, well, work on yourself, you know, Um, spend the time spend the time you have enjoying what you have while you have it. Because when that season ends, every time you look back and you're like, I wish I enjoyed that season. Yep. I know. Right. And right. (laughs) You're like, if I knew the season was going to end, I would have enjoyed it. It happened. (laughs) So I really want to stress like when you're in it, it's so hard to enjoy the season, but you know, even with the COVID season, it's like, I know so many people started writing books during COVID and it's so great. And then they're like, Oh, you know, I'm not finishing and it's not finished. It's like, you better finish the book now because you're going to be going back to work and you're going to be missing that season. So yeah. Like, so I just get really passionate about that because I know it's hard. I know the waiting is not comfortable, but it's almost like I said, when you can face that giant and kind of realize like God's got this and for whatever reason, it's not happening right now. I'm just going to go about my business, do the last thing he said, and then do whatever I'm doing now. Yeah. Trust is timing. It's so true. And that trusting of the timing really is hard, especially when you're in a time that's pressing you. It's it's hard. Like refining. Gosh, it's hard. Okay. So speaking of books, I wanted to get into some of your stuff and okay. So you've styled for some incredible people. You were, you're the founder of the Boho magazine and that's sold in 37 countries for sustainable style. It had an award for sustainable style, which I love, which you can get into that a little bit if you want. Um, but you also have written a book called designing your dream. And I guess you just wrote two more fashioned and unbecoming you. Yes. And dream daily. So dream daily. Okay. Dream daily is, I mean, I'd love to share about that because that's a book that um, that's kind of like my heart and soul. It's a devotional because I get so many, um, so many questions, I would say, you know, really through social media, through my Facebook, it's just like bananas in terms of people asking me questions. And I do release a lot of encouragement, like you said, through Elijah List, um, through other publications and then through a lot of speaking, you know, before COVID, like I said, I was just on the road quite a bit speaking at conferences and churches and businesses and stuff like that. So, um, it's a, I felt like people really wanted that daily encouragement, like give me something quick, give me something daily, give me something that's going to encourage me (laughs) Mm -hmm. because there's so much negativity out there. And so primarily, I feel like that's what people know me for is just encouraging them to do, you know, um, the best with what God has given them. And so dream daily is that book. And I'm so excited to finally get it out there. It should be out by like November 5th, I think. Um, Oh, that's just around the corner. Yes. I know. So, and it's just like, yeah. And like, it's so helpful because I've been there. Like I don't write books because I just like have stuff to say. I literally write books to help people um, not have to go through what I went through. Right. (laughs) You know, I just want people to know, like, this is how it goes. And this should be um, encouraging to you. And I give them shortcuts. Like, you know, I just want to give people shortcuts and help them and let them know, like, God is with them and it will happen. And I am a living example and a testimony to that. That's so good. Okay, so... Dream Daily. So you guys heard that. It's coming out soon. Can they watch for it? What on Amazon or if they can follow you on Facebook, they'll be able to see your update. Yeah. If you go to my website, you can pre-order it. It's GinaLamort.com. And then once the pre-orders are done, you can order it on Amazon. And then the other books, Fashioned, which we should talk about because we're talking about fashion, Um, right? (laughs) My book fashioned, I have this love with Psalm 139, like just, Mm. it's just like so meaningful to me. And the Lord just gave me this idea of telling the story of being fashioned 
and how we are all fashioned. And obviously I've been in fashion forever. So (laughs) it was like this marriage of that. And it's a beautiful, it's like a magazine basically. Um, Mm. And that's on Amazon now. And like, I just, no offense to guys, but for girls, like, it's just, if you love fashion and you love God, like when you get that book, you're just going to be like, Oh my goodness. Because there's like fashion photographs. They're so beautiful. I worked with some of the most amazing photographers and, um, the cover is actually shot by the photographer who shot, um, the wedding of who are those boys? I forget the name. They're famous boys. They used to be gospel singers. Now they're famous. I don't know. Uh, the, the, the brothers girl. yes that wedding yes, yes. Jonas. So that, Jonas brothers. yes the Jonas so so their photographer took um the pictures for of my cover and um oh. and some pictures inside so it's just beautiful and like it's so encouraging when you read it and there's other stuff in there too it's not just Psalms 139 it's but it's about being fashioned and I feel like mm. it just speaks to the heart of a woman and um that magazine is actually a series like I have we're going to do six a year and they'll each be different. So the next one coming out, um, yeah, has a different title and a different theme. So excited okay. about that. And then so designing is a, yeah. well, sorry, fashion is a magazine or a book. It's like a MAGA book. It's not, book. it's not okay. really a book. It's like more of a magazine style. Cause it's so um, many pictures. Got it. Yeah. And then designing your dream was the, the first book I ever wrote after I had a concussion and oh, lost wow. part of my memory. <laughs> yeah I'm telling you the longer we talk the more questions I have and I'm running out of time this is not okay I know we've, we've got to wrap it up but anyway but God is so good so after I lost part of my memory um he let me finish this book but talk about waiting he gave me this book five years I was washing dishes and I got like a download in my head of like this book idea and I stopped and opened my computer and wrote like 23 chapter titles and I closed the computer. I was like, what is this? Like, I didn't no even kidding. know what happened. Yeah, it was a total download. And then five years later, um, that book came to fruition after I'd been through a divorce, after I had to close my business, after I got a concussion. And then God had me finish it. And honestly, I couldn't have finished that book if I hadn't gone through those things. And so this designing your dream is kind of like the dream Bible. Cause it really does hit on every single part of the dream process. Like literally it tells you what happens at what stage and everything you're going to go through and it prepares you. So, yeah. So that's like a gift. Um, Amazing. So, and that to me is like, you know, if you can't talk to me personally, please just read this so that you understand, because I want you to live out your dream. Like I want people to live out the purpose that God has designed for them. It's so imperative that we follow that for each of us. It really is. And that one's called designing your dream. And that's yes. on Amazon, Amazon. Amazon. Your yes. Website? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then unbecoming you is your other one. That's not out yet. Oh, okay. That's going to be coming soon. Yes. Okay. So we'll, maybe we'll talk about that on another, another. Sure. <laughs> okay. So um, okay. So last thought also, if they want to get your magazine, it's in, it's sold in Whole Foods, Barnes and Noble and Target, right? No, um, okay. it's not, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, that will not be back until the spring. Oh, okay. So we got to wait for that one. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure people know how to get their hands on what you've yeah. got. Yeah. Thank you. And Amazon so, yeah. or my website. Amazon or your website are two of the great. Well, I love I love even just real fast off what you just said about the download and then the stuff that you went through and then the book coming to fruition. Like Mm -hmm. I love the picture that that paints about sometimes when we go through tough stuff, like a divorce, like your business shutting down, that's kind of like, will throw your whole world in a tailspin and make you question (laughs) your whole life. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing can leave one feeling like, where is God? And did I go totally wrong somewhere? You know, like, cause we ask ourselves those questions. And, but I love how the fact that he gave you the download on the front end and Mm -hmm. then you finish the book on the back end just shows how sovereign God is and how big he is and how he's so not intimidated by the curveballs that life throws at us. We see it as a curveball because it didn't fit our life plan, you know, but God's like, it's okay, got you covered. And it's like the seed I put over here will be fruit over here on the other side of that mountain. And 
I just love that. That's so beautiful. Absolutely. And quite honestly, like my ministry really um, was birthed out of that. Like, like my ministry, like really, you know, became much um, bigger. I hate to say, like, I don't know how else to say it, but because of the trials that I went through and I do so much counseling for like abused women and women, you know, um, and children who've gone through trauma and stuff like that. It just literally turns out to be the thing that I help people with the most. So it's just kind of wild, you know, I never, when, when I was going through stuff, um, I had a girlfriend who said, you know, you're taking one for the team. And I, and I, at the time I was so mad at her, (laughs) like, what are you you talking about? about? You know, this doesn't fit my perfect life. And, Mm -hmm. um, but God, it was the best thing. And she was so right because like I said, it, it just, it helped me. God just used it in the most beautiful way. Like the beauty for ashes of like being able to help so many people and prophetically, like all the time, like when there's something going on with a person, God just shows me instantly. And like, you know, then he manifests like his healing and it's just so, so beautiful how he does that. And, um, but yeah, so like, and also, you know, because I was such a perfectionist, um, it was so wonderful to like now be so opposite. Like now I'm like, mm. who was that person? You know, yeah, right. <laughs> like, like who cares? You know, um, now it's just like, I just tell it all like it is and I'm free and God, that's such a better feeling than being in a cage because that's how I felt. Like I was in a golden cage and, um, now I'm just like, I'm a free bird and you know, God is just amazing. And Um, yeah. So just allow him to use, you know, the trials that you're going through, um, to make them into something beautiful because he always does. And he's always faithful. And like you said, he may give you a dream, a download, a vision, and he might not fulfill that for a couple of years when you go through a heck of a lot of crazy stuff. But let me tell you, if you just hold on to him and just keep seeking him and just staying close to him. He will always fulfill it. Always. I've never, not one time seen the Lord not fulfill something that he had given me. And I, he is not, you know, I'm, he's no respecter of persons and I'm not anything special. I just truly just listen to him and, you know, trust him. So good. I love that. And that's one thing I feel like that I've come to discover, even getting into fashion too, is like, God doesn't waste anything. Like, Little things, little things I was fascinated about as a young person, like he brings them up in my adulthood and I'm like, what the heck God, you saw that and you didn't waste it. Oh my gosh. You're so cool. I love it. You know, and so so beautiful. You're so right. It is. It's so true. Okay. Well, last thought. And and then of course I want you to share how listeners can connect with you online, GinaLamort.com and then Instagram and Facebook. Pretty much if you Google Gina Lamort, you can find her on all her platforms, but Um, I always end with a life hack, like a super practical life hack. And you shared one on your Instagram stories, which was like a primer and a foundation that made you look like you had a filter, but there was better on camera. Yeah. (laughs) You were like, this "This is is like, I know I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So yeah. So for the life pack segment, which is the very last part of my episode, tell us, what is this little thing that you use? Because honestly, I need to go buy it because I'm 37 and I'm looking for the makeup to make me look airbrushed now. Okay, got it. Okay, so my life hack, my beauty hack was that, um, yes, I used two products together and one of them was called Poor Perfection Mm -hmm. or Perfection by Benefit. And like, it literally made my skin, you have to use a primer. So if you guys are using foundation and you're not using a primer, you're going to regret it. One, the foundation is going to like wear off and get like spotty looking. And two, it just doesn't give like a smooth look. I don't care how great your foundation is, just doesn't. So um, when you moisturize and use a serum or whatever you're doing first, obviously prep your skin, but this um, perfection it's called by benefit is like this matte primer and you put it on before you put your foundation on. And for some reason it just like locks in, I don't know, it makes your skin look really smooth, but the, the foundation that I found that was a game changer, which like I said, I've used NARS, I've used Laura Mercier forever. Um, this was 
by Too Faced. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't have the bottle in front of me, but it's by Too Faced. And um, maybe you could add it later, but I don't have the bottle in front of me. That's Do okay. you remember what the name was? I don't know. I've got to go to my makeup. I, I can like go run in and grab it in my makeup. But anyway, it is by Too Faced and it is their foundation. And for some reason, the combo of those two things just gave me like filtered looking skin without a filter. I couldn't believe That's it. That's amazing. And oh, lighting, yeah. lighting, lighting is huge, as you know. Yeah. Um, so if you have bad lighting, you can create shadows, and shadows will really um, make your skin look not so good. So you want to make sure that your lighting is like above you or like right in front of your face. Yeah. I'm looking in my in my makeup bag. Okay. Oh, so is that it? Oh, 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 it's called Born This Way. Born This Way. Okay. And that's yeah. Too Faced. Yes. Okay. And you know what? Ulta, we're coming up on Black Friday and they are always running specials Ooh, on those. Brands. Really? Oh yeah. Them and Sephora, I feel like they run specials. I don't know if those products will be on Black Friday specials, but it's a good time that's, to look. That's amazing. I didn't know that. It says it's undue medium to full coverage foundation. So there you okay. have it. There you have it, folks. Okay, thank you, Gina. I appreciate that. Okay, thank so you. Instagram, you are your hashtag or your handle is Gina Lamort. Facebook, Gina Lamort. <laughs> Website, Gina Lamort. <laughs> YouTube. I saw you on YouTube too. You have a channel. Do you update that? Uh, well, if you saw it, you would see that it's not really updated. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't look at date. So okay. Um, we're working on it. It's part of my plan, but you know. It just hasn't really become wonderful. Um, I should put an effort into it. I just All have so many things going on. I'm like, I, I know. Help. Like, um, I mean, aren't you bored sitting over there doing all these thousand things you do? Like, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's my dream. If anybody wants to um, support and help make my YouTube channel a little better. Um, <laughs> I wish I could help you on that. I'm, I am not good at YouTube. I have no idea what I'm doing there. One day I'll have a YouTube for my husband, all of his preaching and stuff. So. Oh, but her yeah. podcast, she does have a podcast. Oh if you my want gosh. Nuggets. Yes. Oh my gosh. How did I forget about the podcast? <laughs> it's called Dreaming with Gina, right? Yes. And it's really, yeah. Like I share some personal stuff on there. I love doing the podcast so much because I just... Uh-huh. It's like me, like t- telling my secrets and my thoughts and like how to make stuff happen and dreaming with me. Like, yeah, like it's very personal sometimes. And, um, I think people have really loved it because of that, because I don't always share that stuff on, you know, on my Instagram or on my Facebook. Um, but it's just a great way to me for me to be really personal with people and like share some, I some good that. things and, and tips and yeah, it's great. Okay. It. So dreaming with Gina, that's your podcast. Yes. And then I did see you're a mentor for the dream Academy. Is that still a thing? So I have the dream Academy. Um, it's my company. Um, we had like hundreds of students. I host dream conferences before COVID. I hosted four dream conferences a year and we host them all over the country. We've had them in Maui, Texas, um, I thought maybe we met there, but um, Florida, Dustin, New York City. So every year I host four dream conferences and my dream academy is part of that. So I like mentor people on how to like fulfill their dreams, go through it, the process, the whole thing. But that kind of is on hold since COVID because um, one, we couldn't host any events (laughs) and the online school, I just needed a break. So everybody's on a siesta or whatever. (laughs) Siesta. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay, so, so, you know, we're getting back to it, but, you know, COVID kind of put a nice little halt on that. Okay, well, that's perfect. Well, I love this, and I love that there's so many ways that you make the things that the Lord's taught you available to people. And that is where you're sharing the fruit from your life. And not going to lie, it's a little secret dream of mine to come to one of your fashion shows one day. So, (laughs) maybe we make that happen in the future. Yeah, maybe if New York opens again, we, we right? can make it happen. Yes, we'll pray that that happens. Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks we will so be much there. For, thank oh, thank you. you. Thanks for coming on this show. It's so good thank to hear you. from you. And I feel like, of course, I have so many more questions. And now that I've kind of dug into underneath the surface a little bit, but we'll have to save those for another day. And people, 
I'm sure the listeners have lots of questions too, and they can always reach out to you on those platforms. Yes, please contact me there. Don't email me as you know, I don't respond. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Don't do email. No, just send me a DM. You'll get me, you'll get a response. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Well, I appreciate you, Gina. And thank um, you. Thank you so much for all you do. Oh, you too. And best wishes with everything that's going on in New York city right now. Thank you. Okay. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. Reading your comments and reviews always means so much to me. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, Hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Thank you to each of you for your ongoing support. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Until next time, remember, you've got this and God's got you.